Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our message is the parable Jesus gave about the, uh, the evil judge and the persistent widow. Well, Sven Jr. came home and announced that he was quitting school. And as you can imagine, Sven Sr. was rather upset about this. And he started into a lecture on the importance of not quitting, of, of perseverance. And he says, Junior, have you heard of Thomas Edison? And Junior said, yes. And Sr. said, well, he never quit. And he said, Junior, have you heard of Abraham Lincoln? And he said, yes. And Sr. said, well, he never quit. He said, Junior, have you heard of Isidore McPringle? And Junior paused for a second. He says, Dad, I've heard of Edison. I've heard of Lincoln. But I never heard of an Isidore McPringle. And Senior replied, the reason you never heard of him, because he quit. <laughs> we really highlight the idea of perseverance, of persistence, of not giving up, of not quitting. And the reason is, is because it's so easy to do that in so many aspects of our life. And that's true also in our prayer life. Jesus tells us this parable today because there is a temptation to quit, to give up. And our Lord is calling upon us to be persistent in our prayers. And so this morning, we're going to look at this and, and ask the question, why is it so tempting to give up? Why is it that we might want to give up? But then we're going to see why it is that we should not. That we have a Lord who is faithful and a Lord who is patient. And we should never give up. So when we come to the parable today, the introduction, Luke tells us exactly what this parable is about. Verse 1, we are told, Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought to always to pray and not lose heart. Luke is clear, the whole point of this parable is to be persistent. And we need to be encouraged to be persistent. It is indeed easy to give up. And, and I think it comes about because we project things onto the Lord. We don't really like it when other people are persistent. We don't always like repetition. Don't you get sick of the same song on the radio over and over again? Watching TV, you get sick of the same commercial playing over and over again. How, much, how many people enjoy having someone telling them what to do or asking them what to do over and over again? We even have a word for that, right? Nagging. We don't like it when people do that to us. We don't like it when it's requested over and over again. And so then, we take a look at our prayer life. Think for a moment about your prayers. How often do you pray for the very same thing? How often is the content of your prayers the very same subject? Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And then you sit and think, is God tired of hearing this prayer? Is God tired of me asking for the same thing over and over again? And we think to ourselves, well, we don't like people asking us the same thing over and over again. Maybe God is tired of it. Maybe he's tired of hearing from me saying these things over and over again. Well, Jesus comes to you today and says, no. He never gets tired. He never tires of hearing from you and hearing your prayers. That's the whole point of the parable. He never tires of hearing of us. And he also makes clear, as Luke introduces this parable, that it isn't always about the persistence in prayer, but it's also about the heart. Listen again to the way he introduces this. Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought to always to pray and then not lose 
heart. We are not to give up. And again, Jesus wouldn't say this unless there is that chance, that temptation that we would lose heart. And here again, we see the difference with us. We grow impatient. We grow impatient with people asking us the same thing over and over again. And there are times when we just don't simply want to do it, right? Have you always wanted to do what your mom and dad asked you to do, or the teacher asked you to do, or the boss asked you to do, or even what your spouse asked you to do, or what your children asked you to do? Do you always want to do it? And sometimes you just simply don't. It's almost as if sometimes you want the person to get a hint and stop asking. So again, if we project that on God, and we're offering our prayer, and we don't see an answer, isn't there a temptation to think that God just simply doesn't want to answer it? He doesn't want to give it? You see, we are rather impatient, are we not? When do you want the Lord to answer your prayer? Now, right? You're not saying to the Lord, Lord, answer my prayer next week or answer my prayer next year and I'll be happy. Don't we want the prayer, by the time we say amen, to be answered? We grow impatient. And when it's not, we begin to question, well, maybe God doesn't want to answer that prayer. But again, Jesus comes to you today and makes clear, you're wrong. He does want to answer your prayer. He rejoices in hearing your prayer and answering your prayer. You see, God is not like us in this way. That's the whole point of the parable. The argument that Jesus makes in this parable is from the lesser to the greater. He sets out for us how man operates on selfish motives by putting forward a judge. And Jesus is clear on this judge and how he works. We're told that this judge doesn't fear God. So he's not motivated by God's word, God's desire, God's direction, God's will. None of that matters to him. And he also has no respect for men, which means he doesn't care what anyone thinks. So if he doesn't care what God thinks, he doesn't care what man thinks, what's the basis for his answer? What's the basis for the way he operates? It's selfish, isn't it? He operates totally and completely on what he wants. And as the parable unfolds, the key is that the widow understands this. The widow understands that the only way she's going to get what she desires is if she creates a situation in which it's incentivized for the judge to answer her request. And that's what she does. By being annoying, right? She, she does it by, by, her, by being obnoxiously persistent and asking over and over again to the point in which finally the judge says, I don't care what God says, I don't care what man says, but I want this woman off my back so I'll give her justice. And God is saying, that's how man operates. Man operates from a selfish motive. But Jesus is clear. God does not operate in that way. And he makes this comparison from the lesser to greater, that if this evil judge will give to this woman for the wrong reasons what she desires, how much more will a God who wants to hear from you, wants to give to you, answer your prayers? You see, these are the two qualities that we are to keep in mind as we offer our prayers to God. God is patient and God is faithful. And his patience and his faithfulness express his love for you. God is patient with you. We see it in the forgiveness that he has, right? He is patient with you. He has earned forgiveness for you by dying on the cross, taking his sins upon his shoulders, and by rising from the grave. 
He's earned salvation for you, so there is forgiveness available to you. And how often is God willing to forgive you? And how often is God willing to forgive you for the same sin over and over again? How patient is God? He announces to you every Sunday that you are forgiven by him. It's throughout the scriptures. Every time you open it up, you're reminded of the forgiveness that is yours. Our Lord never gets bored with forgiving you. And we, when we understand our sin, are never get bored with hearing it. We can never hear it enough that we are forgiven and we are loved. And this patience carries over into prayer. God is patient in hearing from you, and he wants to hear from you. And we should never get the idea that the Lord doesn't like repetition. If you ever get that idea, open up the book of Psalms. How many times when you read through the Psalms do you see the same phrases, the same images, over and over again? God uses repetition as a teaching tool, right? He uses these same, imitate, these same references to remind us that this is how we are to pray. And then you come to Psalm 136, and you hear this phrase, the steadfast love endures forever. You know how many times that appears in that Psalm? 26. You know how many lines there are in that Psalm? 52. Every other line is, his steadfast love endures forever. God loves repetition because he knows in that repetition he is creating in our hearts a heart that loves him and knows how to express itself to him. Isn't that why our Lord gives us the Lord's Prayer? And, and when he introduces it, does he not say, this is when you pray, this is how you should do it. And, and it does it not teach our hearts and our mind how we are to approach God and who he is as our Father who loves us and, and how he can answer all aspects of our life, the future, our daily bread, forgiveness, that all of these things are under his care. The Lord never tires of repetition. He never tires of you. That's why Paul tells us that our life is to be a lifetime of prayer to the Lord. He recognizes that your prayers to him are an expression of, his love, of your love for him and your faith. Every time we go to the Lord, we are showing that we understand that he is our loving father and that we love him. Every time we go in prayer to the Lord, we are expressing our faith, knowing that he is the one that hears and answers. We're responding to his invitation. It is a confession before God of our love and our faith in him. The Lord never tires. Our Lord is patient. But our Lord is faithful as well. He keeps his promises. We can be sure of that. He wants to answer our prayers and he wants to grant our requests. Again, think back to the fact that he's willing to give up his life. Is there anything that he would hold back from you? Anything that he would keep from you? The Lord loves to hear and to answer and to give you his good gift. Even more than giving you your request, his desire is to give you what, best, what is best for you and for your salvation. Us. The Lord hears your prayer and he answers it. And he answers it in such a way to bring you closer to him, to keep you on your path of salvation, to give you eternal life. The key to hearing and responding to Jesus' parable is to keep in mind who we are praying to. You are praying to a God who loves you. You are praying to a God who invites you to prayer. You are praying to a God who promises to hear. Knowing this, how can we not be bold? It encourages us to be bold and persistent because we know that we're praying to a God who truly loves us and will hear and answer us now and forever. Amen.
Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guide our hearts and minds to true faith, life everlasting. Amen.